0: Cascadia and the edge of the world, Euphemet presents Night Drift with Jim Perry.
1: Good evening, I'm Jim Perry, coming to you now from my home studio in the hinterlands of the Oregon coast, broadcasting on 1150 AM KKNW in Seattle and streaming worldwide at nightdrift.com. You are listening to Night Drift, presented by Youfomet. Filmmaker Zeeshan Eunice enlisted Greg Newkirk of Hellyer as a producer for his new film, The Buildout. We chat with them both tonight about this very, very cool-looking project. Then we dive headfirst into The High Strange. What has Greg been digging to, into as of late? Uh, this is sure to be a classic conversation. So thank you so much for, for listening tonight. So what's new? Is everyone hanging in as light slowly returns to our evenings? I've been, I've been handling this by isolating myself and reading more books. For, for whatever reason the last few months, maybe you're the same, I haven't been able to pay attention and just quiet things down and focus on myself, and a part of that is reading. And today I actually got a book that I've been meaning to get for a very long time. It's, it's Animal Speak, by Ted Andrews. Now this book, if you've never heard about it before, well, maybe if you're a long-term, long-time listener of Euphemet, you have heard it. As Tim Rothschild has mentioned it over and over again. Every time I bring up an animal situation, he's always saying, "Well, just, I don't know. I don't like. Don't ask me anymore what an owl means. <laughs> get, get, get Animal Speak, man." So I finally got it. I'm beginning to read it. And, you know, so, you know, maybe if you have a question about animals at some point in time, I can know the answer and then tell you also to get animal speak. I just won't even tell you the answer. No, I'm kidding. I will tell you the answer. Or at least I'll tell you of an interpretation of a mystical meaning for these things. So I'm your guy for that. And thank you again for listening to this week's UFOMet. We dropped an episode on Thursday. You know, I would classify it as a rather chilling story told from father to his son. Our producer, John McEdward, had the foresight to record it all for posterity. This tale that he had heard, and I've been told, inspired his love for the paranormal. And you know, that is how this happens for some of us, right? Uh, Around a campfire or stuffed into an RV as kids where stories are whispered in the quiet of night, the crackle of a log succumbing to flames or a snapping twig in the tree line hiding something unreal. It's in these tales we find ourselves clinging for the rest of our lives (laughs) in hopes of making meaning. And that's what we're doing here tonight. We have Zeeshan Yunus, we have Greg Newkirk, we're going to be talking about the build-out, and we're going to t- be talking about, of course, the highest range. And we're also going to be talking to you. We are opening lines in the second half of the program. Join the conversation. Share your story. It's 425-373-5527 or toll-free in Western Washington, 888-298-KKNW on Night Drift. And that's right after this.
0: The show on social media at Uphomet, E-U-P-H-O-M-E-T.
3: Trying to get myself ashore For so long For so long Listening to the stranger stories Wondering where it all went wrong For so long
0: to Night Drift with Jim Perry on Alternative Talk, eleven fifty AM KKNW Seattle. Now here again is Jim.
1: Welcome back to Night Drift. Tonight is going to be a really fun conversation and we're gonna get right to it in just a second. But real quick I'd like to thank our sponsors, AMC Network Shutter, BetterHelp, and starting this week and thanks to all of you who are listening now, um, the build out. And uh, I wanted to you know make a point to bring the creators of the build out on. Also, whether you're listening to the live radio broadcast or on the Ufomet podcast feed on a later date, thank you for listening. If you didn't know, you can also become a Patreon over at patreoncom slash Man, there's something so magical about that song, right? <laughs> I think it says everything. Tonight, Zeeshan Yunus is coming off one crazy good short film in Prefigured. It's a film that centers around a UFO support group of sorts, a scene I'm very familiar with, and now is bringing us The Build-Out, a paranormal horror set in the high desert. Zeeshan is a writer, director, producer based in Orange County, California. As a lifelong cinephile, he has a true passion for all things horror, science fiction, and paranormal. His other short film, Grey Canyon... Follows a couple as they experience an otherworldly presence in the wilderness. He would say that the best movie of all time is Ridley Scott's 1979 masterpiece Alien. Not the director's cut, and it's not up for discussion, he says. That's, that's very interesting. That's a, that's a great take. Outside of filmmaking, Zeeshan has a career in government relations and serves in a leadership role for a few local non-profit
2: organizations.
1: Zeeshan, welcome to Night Drift, my friend.
2: Oh, Jim, I'm so happy to be here, man. Thank you. Um, I, I, I adore you. I wish I could hug you through the screen.
1: <laughs> one day, one day we'll get to <laughs> achieve this. And Greg Newkirk is no stranger to the world of Euphemet. In fact, an important contributor to the history of this show, I say without a shred of hyperbole there. It's been a while since we have come together in accordance with stars aligning, but here we are tonight. And for over 20 years, Greg has been tracking down and investigating cases of the strange and the unexplained, conducting groundbreaking experiments on everything from hypnotically induced alien abductions to interactive magic rituals powered by millions of viewers on live television. Greg's work in the fields of cryptozoology, parapsychology, and paranormal research has seen him featured in hit shows like Animal Planets Finding Bigfoot and Travel Channel's Mystery at the Museum, but it's a, his award-winning television series Hellier, covering an investigation into Appalachian high strangeness, which proved to be the breakout paranormal hit of 2019, and it lives in so many brains rent-free right at this very moment. While well, he spends most of his time assisting clients with their strange cases or hunting down artifacts for, for he and his wife Dana Newkirk's Traveling Museum of Paranormal and the Occult, Greg is a highly sought lecturer on the subject of anomalous research and can often be found giving presentations to sold-out crowds across the world. For the last decade, he served as editor for and Weird, one of the web's most popular destinations for all things paranormal. I still go back and visit some of those stories from and Weird. Greg Newkirk, welcome to Night Drift. And uh, there he is.
3: Jim my friend it is a pleasure to be here thank you for having me
1: yeah man it's it's so it's so good to have you back on the airwaves here let's get right to it, gentlemen. Zhan, tell us about the build-out
2: uh it's insane to hear you say that sentence by the way because I feel like just a few months ago we were wondering if we could even do this thing and now not only are we doing it but there's a ton of momentum and a huge community behind it and wow yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just totally blown away and humbled by the fact that we're even able to have this conversation. So um, hmm. the, the build out, first and foremost, it's a genre feature film that we're currently crowdfunding for. Um, we're hoping to raise $60,000, uh, which we've raised somehow 40000 in in just the first half of the campaign, which has been, wow. like I said, totally incredible. But it, it really follows the, the, the kind of decline of a friendship um, over... One fateful day, as, as two women encounter something totally unexplained and incomprehensible in in the high desert, um, it's a story that's been floating around in my brain for quite some time. And after being involved in kind of the quote unquote industry of film, it, it's something that I figured we could make with people that we know and love, and it's really just a passion project that is totally DIY that we're handling completely independently uh, in an effort to really make a name for ourselves and show the world that you know high strangeness is something that is beautiful exciting and should not be um, taken lightly
1: yeah that's great man and you've described a, a little bit about what you want the look and feel of it to be as well can you explain a little bit about that it's uh it's it's different from from a lot of other films what you're looking to do i think
2: yeah absolutely so so we're kind of trying to to melt the two worlds of what we call um more traditional cinematic storytelling right which is you know a meticulous lighting and, and a camera on sticks or on sliders that, that kind of normal look and feel you're accustomed to when you think about a film and then found footage um there are not a lot of projects we feel that that bring both of the worlds together in one place but we kind of want to take the audience member from this really intimate POV of our characters to a wide and, and dramatic view of the world we've built seamlessly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, we're yeah. looking to jump from, you know, GoPro to handheld footage to also, like I said, a, a more traditional camera as well.
1: Oh, that's cool, man. And a little bit, uh, it, it, it a little bit reminds me of hell you're in reverse is what mm. is, is what it feels like to me. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> which is which is so awesome. And uh I guess it leads me to my next question, which is uh, how did you connect with Greg?
2: Oh, I, I love telling the story. Um and it's incredibly romantic on my end because I, I've been obsessed with Greg's work for so long. So <laughs> get I out of I, here. I hope I don't get roasted on Twitter too hard for this because people are already <laughs> like, Vishon's gonna die on his favorite podcast. So katie Webb, if you're listening, I don't want to hear it. All right. I'm telling <laughs> you right now, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> So so um, you mentioned my my short film prefigured. Um, I, I was so fortunate to have that short do a really great and meaningful festival run. And um, there was a, a festival called Midwest Weird Fest out in Wisconsin, and it's it's all about high strangeness and and how we connect with the weirdness of the world. And I decided kind of on a whim to go. And on my flight over, I got an email that was like, hey, Craig Newkirk and Carl Pfeiffer are going to be out there for uh, their screening of Night of Pan, which is, you know, an incredible episode in, in in the seasons of Hellier. And I pretty much lost my mind. And we're in the theater. I'm watching Prefigured, which is always such a stressful thing. It's so stressful to watch this <laughs> sure. thing that you've created on screen because, like, the minute somebody says something or gets up to go to the bathroom, you're like, oh, they hated it. Yeah, I, right. I, I can't. I can't do this. <laughs> right and uh and in the middle of prefigured maybe a few minutes in greg and carl literally walk into the theater and sit right in front of me and they're kind of chatting to each other the whole time and i'm sweating like sweating (laughs) and we walk out and and you know they're they're getting talked to by everybody local celebrities and whatnot and i walk up and i say hey you know i'm z sean Eunice. i'm a huge fan of your collective work and and i wrote and directed prefigured and they went oh my god dude and i was like I mean, after that, I invited them next door to this bar. We talked about star sapphire rituals and, and all this craziness. <laughs> hours. And then I think like at 12 a.m. I'm DMing them and they're like, what room are you in? And I'm like, bro, I will. I am on the way. I don't care what hotel you're at. I am on the way. I'll be up there in five minutes. And yeah, we <laughs> hung out till like two or three in the morning.
1: <laughs> that's so awesome. And that's always when the best uh, friendships and, and best creative That's where it all comes from It's like 3am in weird places with friends.
2: Totally. And you get such a good understanding of what kind of snacks people like, which I feel is crucial to knowing (laughs) them as people. (laughs) So yeah, Uh, I I, I got a good, I got a good drink of of water on, on Greg and Carl there. Oh, that's
1: awesome, man. I mean, now that you said it, uh, let's circle back to snacks here in the second segment and talk a little bit about that. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And you guys can kill me with the talk. I'm on like this weird diet right now. And so you guys can talk all about snacks and I'll just, uh, I'll just leave the broadcast early is what I'll do. Um, Greg, what, what to you is the most exciting thing about this film?
3: You know, I I'm, I'm excited just to be involved at all. You know, like, like Zeeshan said, I was a humongous fan of prefigured. Like Mm -hmm. when we, when we saw that uh, to me, it was, you know, one of the standouts at this festival and all I said, I mean, I remember looking at Carl and we were, I was like, dude, I want to see this whole story. I want to see more of this. I want to see this world. And so, um, you know, Sean and I kept in touch and when he, uh, approached me with this script, uh, I read it and immediately was in love with it because it would not leave my mind. Mm. Um, there's, there's elements to this script that, uh, are very, are very near and dear to me because of the work that I do, because of the paranormal research that I do, and because I think that, you know, so often when we watch, you know, things like particular types of paranormal television or, or you know, paranormal films or, or, or films that are depicting the paranormal in in very pop culture-y ways, uh, we miss a lot of the beauty of it. We get a lot of the horror we get a lot of the, the fear and those things are great. Um, but I, I think we miss a lot of the reality of the situation, which is these experiences are life-changing the people that go through this. Like, you know, you tell these stories so often, you know, the effect that even the smallest paranormal experience can have on the trajectory of someone's life. And this, uh, this film really, it shows that, and it also shows, you know, not just the beauty of it, but the the true, almost existential terror of it. And mm. this it's a script that really frightened me, and I, I thought was very beautiful, and I think is very important to put out there because, you know, number one, uh, coming from the my background and coming from Hellier, something that is uh, very independent to me is important independence is very important because i feel like that's the way that you have a your true vision come across and so everything about this film appealed to me um you know zishan's vision for this really appeals to me and i was like yes absolutely i want to help you make this and i want to i want to help you make it as good as possible
1: that's so great i mean i think when i was telling people about this last week i said you know this this project and this uh campaign you know, it's independent filmmaking meets independent paranormal, and uh, mm-hmm. how can you not support something like that? You know, I I, I think that's the goal. Uh, Zishan, the paranormal obviously influences you to a great extent. Uh, we've chatted already about an upcoming Euphomet feature that explores your relationship to it in greater detail, but for tonight, I want to ask you, what is it about the unknown that inspires you the most? How how do you see that, you know, influencing your work?
2: Yeah, I think the, I really love the fact that one paranormal experience for a person, right, that tactile texture that they feel can really change, like Greg mentioned, the the overall trajectory of their life. I'm fascinated by this idea that your life can be one way, right, a kind of speeding train on one track and all it takes is one moment to divert that and your entire life is completely opened up um my my fascination with the paranormal is as you and i've kind of talked via email started when i was really young but you know when when my parents would get into these really big fights and, and my mom would always take me to a bookstore and that was kind of our safe haven away from everyone Mm-hmm. And, and she would go downstairs and, and read self-help books. And I was a really young kid and she would give me like five bucks to get like a scone and, and a water and like disappear. And mm-hmm. I remember the first time I stumbled upon like the weird world section and like the paranormal section. And oh yeah. Sat there for hours, man, reading about like Mothman and Bigfoot and aliens and ghosts and attachment entities. And my young brain literally just exploded. <laughs> And so much started to make sense to me about the things that I'd experienced or felt when I was younger. And, and I finally felt like tethered to the world, which mm-hmm. is weird because it, it almost should do the opposite, right? It should almost right. kind of kick you out of your shoes. But for me, it made me feel like, oh, I finally have something to hold on to. And I think a lot of that really found, found its way into the build out script, which is why, um, why we're here now is, is, is such an awesome synchronicity for me in a lot of ways.
1: Well, and so many great creatives find their voice in exploring the unknown through something like genre films or horror, for example. And we see, honestly, like some of the best representations of the paranormal, of the anomalous, in works of fiction, as opposed to works of nonfiction, for the most part. You know, so, uh, you know, uh, I see from your earlier work, I'll tell you this, Ishan, uh, you you know... um, when Hellier was being sort of toured around and it was going to these festivals, uh, the guys sent me one film to check out and it was prefigured oh. and excitedly. So, oh. you know, from, from that point on, it, it is very clear that there's some things that you're, you know, working out and you're exploring through this art form and, you know, prefigured again, it's, it's a short, it follows a character when first visiting a support group for experiencers, or in per- particular, you could perhaps describe as as um, ab- abductees in the classical sense, perhaps. But can can you talk a little bit about that film and why why was it important for you to make?
2: Yeah, so, so a, a lot of right good genre filmmaking um, attaches itself, as you mentioned, to these real world issues that we have. Um, I, I love. I've done a lot of work with people in recovery, you know, people who are, who are dealing with severe addiction issues. And I remember sitting in those meetings, just kind of like a fly on the wall, absorbing everything. Mm. And it felt so, um, cultish, right? I mean, they have these mantras, they have these processes, they have these rituals, and they're so ingrained in who they are and how they navigate themselves that I, I was fascinated by it. And, and I've always been fascinated by abductee stories as well. And Prefigured is, is, is a meeting of those minds. Um, and, and personally for me, it really helped exercise a lot of my own feelings of powerlessness in the world. Mm. I, I had been on the tail end of dealing with a lot of frustrations in my personal life. And, and I had been, I was dating somebody that was, was a recovering heroin addict and, and understanding her life story kind of imbued itself and how I wrote Prefigured in a lot of mm. ways. Um, but, but for me, I think it was just exercising these feelings I didn't know what to do with. You know, I, I wanted to get people in a room and I wanted to build this impending sense of dread. And then I wanted to end the short before anybody got any closure, because I think that's so important about our experience with the paranormal is that we don't really know what's going on. It's about surrendering ourselves to the process and finding out what happens every time we say yes to engaging with it.
1: Oh, it's wonderful, man. And to suspend ourselves in the quietness, mm. the dread of the unknown, but together as a community. And I think that's what it's all about. I think that's uh, what your work is exploring, and I think that's what speaks to me, and I hope that's what's in the build-out as well. We're going to go to a break, but uh, right after this, we can learn a little bit more about the build-out and also about maybe maybe what Greg and the Hellier gang has been up to, and Maybe how tall Jeff Goldblum really is. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. And uh, we'll also be taking your calls. Do you have a question for Z Sean or Greg? We are talking film and high strangeness. 425 373 5527 or toll free in Western Washington. 888 298 KKNW. It's 5569 on Night Drift. Right after this.
0: Perry is taking your calls at 425-373-5527 or toll free in Western Washington 888-298-KKNW-5569. This way, and I just couldn't see it. Heart burning hot enough for the both of us. I never realized how much you were holding back. From west of the Cascades to the rest of the world, lines are open. Call 425-373-5527 or toll-free in western Washington, 888-298-5569. That's 888-298-KKNW.
1: And we are back here on Night Drift. Euphemous Season 5 continues with a new episode on Thursday, March 3rd. You can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. You can hear this show on that very same feed. And in the weeks to come, we'll look at UFO data trends with Cheryl Costa and more on Pacific Northwest Weird and a new report from Bex Atwood and a lot of more a lot more cool stuff. And I really want to just continue making this show about whatever this community wants to chat about. So I appreciate you being a part of that. You can also follow us on social media to keep up on all of that. That's at UFOMet. If you want more of this program, you can find it on the UFOMet feed, wherever you listen to podcasts. And for more information, just visit UFAMet.com. You know, and do you have a paranormal experience that has maybe changed your life? You can share it with me, Jim, at UFAMet.com. You know, the majority of the UFOMet features I do nowadays are listeners, just like you. Who, you know, for whatever reason, decide that it might be time to share their story that they haven't never told anyone before. And that's the nature of the show now. And I, I couldn't be uh, more happy about that. And what a responsibility it is that we all hold to one another's stories. It's, it means the world. I'm back here with filmmaker Zeeshan Eunice and paranormal investigator raconteur <laughs> Greg Newkirk. <laughs> and we're taking your calls at 888 298 5569. Zishan. the build out is a woman led narrative. Can you tell us a little bit about why that was important to you and, and what it means?
2: Yeah, I, I think we're always, as, as a cast and crew and a filmmaking team, always looking to uh, represent widely, um, you know, and have a really good, diverse, exciting uh, group of people bringing a project together when I worked on Prefigured, it was so strange for me because I suddenly went from not knowing anything about anything to kind of getting a crash course and what, you know, the, the quote unquote industry looked like. And every single person I talked, we had, I think 750 people auditioned for one of our lead roles in Prefigured. And this is a tiny, low budget, totally independent off the radar project. But all of the women almost simultaneously told me that they were constantly cast as wives, love interests, mothers, damsels in distress. Um, And when I wrote the build out, I I knew that I wanted our women to be dynamic, strong, capable, and not be attached to traditional gender roles or or norms, and and just allow them to be themselves. and one of the things that we didn't kind of mention about the build out is, is that these women are in the desert riding their dirt bikes. They're on a dirt bike excursion. And our leads, Hannah Aline and Emily Bennett, they're learning to ride dirt bikes for this role. Mm, they're getting their right. motorcycle licenses. They're they're gonna get kind of trained in the in the art of riding a motorcycle in, in this type of terrain. And I think a lot of the reason why they're attached to this project is. A culmination of that stuff is because they get to break out of these small boxes that they are unfortunately placed in as professional actors and and really showcase an entirely new set of set of skills
1: that's awesome man it just reflects real life right i mean a lot of people will talk about the Bechtel test right in which maybe you can explain just a little bit but it's real life look at the women around us you know and they're not in these boxes that so often they are in films it's so crazy
2: yeah it's it's so strange to me i think that that it's so hard for people to wrap their heads around the fact that people are people right and, and it's obviously i'm entirely privileged just as a man in the world to be able to say that but you know i'll never forget sitting around a campfire at, at, at a at a campground with a really good friend of mine at the time and she said something about the desert that stuck with me and she said the desert's the only place that i feel really safe and comfortable because mm-hmm. i don't have to worry about what's coming to sneak up behind me there's not alleyways i i mm. can walk around listening to music i mean it's just these things that i do every day that i don't even think about that women struggle with on an ongoing basis and it's so important for me and i think for this film and, and i know greg's totally aligned with this to really provide individuals with the opportunity to, to break out of that shell in a lot of ways.
1: Well, I love that. And uh, you know, participants in that storytelling process, you know, in a real way. Uh, I love that so much. You know, Greg, having so much experience in the nonfiction space related to the high strange, as you do, what are some of the things that you have learned from that space that you think, I don't know, may help Zeeshan bring his, you know, paranormal fiction vision to life?
3: I mean, I think you know. The first off is is honest representation of of what the paranormal is, what yeah. how the paranormal affects you, and you know, fortunately, Zishan is no you know he's he's no stranger to it. He's experienced it himself. Um, but every day, I'm dealing with people who are telling me their stories and about how they've experienced this or they've experienced this, and and the way that it's affected them. And I think also there's that you know a lot of people like to put paranormal phenomena. Uh, in, in a certain box. So, you know, you've got this alien abduction phenomena or, or experiencer phenomena, you have, uh, you know, cryptozoology uh, phenomena, you've got, uh, you know, spiritualism and ghosts and things like that. Most people don't ever, they don't, they don't like to see them as part of one big box. And maybe that's because they don't believe in one and they believe in the other. But when you kind of step back, you don't always have to it doesn't have to be just one thing. And that's one of the things about the build out script that I really liked is there's this sort of um, ambig- ambiguous nature to the phenomena that's presented in this script and where it comes from, what it is, how it manifests. Those things to me are are so close to the reality of the paranormal. Mm. We are the ones who put labels on it. Yeah. And, I, and that's part of the reason I liked Prefigured so much is that there wasn't an answer. We get to decide our own answer. And that's always how it works with, with the paranormal. You are the one who decides.
1: <laughs> yeah. Wow, well, man. It's so the case. You know, one of the things I think about when I think of the phenomenon, if we want to call it that, and filmmaking or art, right, is that, listen, in some ways, some of this can become a mirror, right? Right? Like uh, some of this phenomenon uh, can occur as if inspired by works of art, you know. So now moving into a space of producing a fictional work depicting phenomenon. Greg, do you hope that you are potentially creating something that may leap from the screen and come visit you while in the high desert one day?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's why we tell stories, right? Right. We, we, we tell stories because there's something in us that's telling us we need to get this out. We need to put this in the world. And I'm yeah. a person who believes very deeply that a lot of art is inspired by something outside of ourselves, that there's yeah. something out there that is, is guiding our hand and guiding our, our, our brush or our camera to bring something from the non-physical into the physical And I think that the build-out is one of those things.
1: Oh, yes. So well said. So well said. And listen, uh, if you're listening to this, you know, these gentlemen have experience in producing things that exist within the world. So I encourage you, if you're not familiar with either of their works, which I I don't understand, you probably are. I'm sure you are, if you listen to this show. (laughs) But if you, ha- you haven't seen Prefigured, for example? Um, Zeeshan, where's a place where they can watch that?
2: Yeah, so I, about a month ago, um, it got acquired by Dust, which is uh, Gunpowder and Skies kind of renowned sci-fi platform. So if you just Google Prefigured and the word Dust, we will be the number one result.
1: That's awesome. I'll make sure to put in the show notes for the podcast version of this as well. And listen, you are ready for people to get involved in the build-out. You want people to join the campaign, to make the film happen. Where do people go to check it out?
2: Absolutely. So they can go to thebuildoutfilm.com um, and in, and join over 200 people who have uh, decided to bring this project to life. And we have a little over 20 days to raise about $20,000. Um and I am confident that we will get there with all the support that we've had. But if anybody is listening and you want to throw in a few dollars to support independent filmmaking and maybe bring a, an egregore to life in the high desert, you can go to thebuildoutfilm.com.
1: <laughs> now we're talking. All <laughs> right. <Yes.
2: laughs>
1: now we're talking. Uh, we're going to do a remote down there. We're going to. We're uh, No, no, we're not going to do it. We're, we're going to do a euphemera feature down in the <laughs> desert with this egregore. Once it occurs, uh, listen, um, this is a question for both of you. Zeeshan, go ahead and start. But, you know, what are you hoping others receive from experiencing a story like the build-out? And, of course, without giving anything away, what do you want them to, you know, maybe, uh, how would you like, what would the quality of experience you'd like to have them
2: have? I think I just want people to feel something, man. I mean, whether it's, you know, a, a, an attachment to our characters or a sense of wonder for, for the incredible landscape that we're going to be shooting in. But I, I think more than anything, I, I want them to get on Google after the film and look up, you know, what are these phenomena What what could cause something like this to happen? Maybe That's great get a little bit outside of their box of, of comfort and start to open themselves up to the strangeness of the world. Because I, I think it's one of the most beautiful and impactful things that you can experience truly.
1: Well, it's great, man. Uh, it's so exciting. I can't, I can't wait to see this thing happen and it's uh, yeah, I, I am sure listeners right now are logging in and like, you know, joining that community and, and being of support. So yeah, uh, Thank you so much for sharing that. And before we end the program, we'll go ahead and give that address one more time and it'll be in the show notes as well. Greg, you know, a lot of people have been tweeting me and they want to know what is going on with Planet Weird and what have you guys been up to?
3: Uh, we've been very busy bees in the background. We've, um, we're we're uh, very patient people and we've been working on a bunch of different projects. Um, we just uh, actually have... Carl Pfeiffer out with me right now setting up for another project and Is uh, Carl
1: there with you like right now?
3: Oh yeah, he's he's literally right upstairs.
1: Oh man. <laughs> Carl, I'm sure I'm sure he's you're listening. listening to this right now. Carl, go downstairs and say hello on the mic with Greg. <laughs> Please. <laughs> he's either
3: he's either listening intently or he's listening while he researches camera lenses. So yeah, I can't vouch for, what's going on. <laughs> I can't vouch for how much attention yeah, yeah, he's yeah. paying. Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: yeah but quality have um, indie filters
3: <laughs> yes but uh i think carl just uh picture locked on our next uh, documentary project which is a kind of a follow-up to hellier um a different world same crew same cast and uh, i think is going to really scare people and i'm very excited about it and uh that hopefully we'll have more news on soon but very busy bees of lots of weird projects that uh, hopefully will be out sooner rather than later
1: well and you you and dana have a, a really great patreon community and oh, thank folks you. folks get on there and you stay in contact with them and you keep them posted on what's going on so it's not like you guys are secret squirrels and you hide away completely you guys are <laughs> so good to the community of folks that surround you and that's what i've always really appreciated about you guys um and and i love that and. Uh, you know where can where can people find that?
3: Yeah, uh, it's actually the one place where we kind of aren't little secret squirrels is our is our Patreon. <laughs> we <laughs> we uh, do a lot of stuff uh, and let people know what we're up to at uh, Patreon.com/slashParaMuseum. slash R A Museum, and uh, there's all kinds of fun stuff there. This this weekend actually we're hosting PhenomenaCon, which is a three-day online conference, and we like to joke that it's the it's the only paranormal conference you can attend in your underwear uh just your underwear without being taken out by security
1: <laughs> i mean one would hope i guess but uh yeah i mean i don't know maybe that claims a little too large
3: <laughs>
1: into some of these things <laughs> that's
3: that's true it, it really depends on uh on, on what kind of a conference you're at i suppose
1: <laughs> that's right uh tell tell us a little bit about phenomena con yeah um, what, what what do you have lined up this year and and what's going on with it
3: well it's something fun we like to do uh once a year at least for our museum members and we line up like some of our favorite people who we think have taught us something in the the field of high strangeness so we have everyone from voodoo priestesses to um if people are familiar with the the film and book mirage men we have mark pilkington making a rare public appearance to talk about the current state of ufology as he sees it oh my Um, goodness but yeah, we've got, you know, parapsychologists, we've got witches, we've got paranormal investigators and astrologers. Uh, in, in fact, one of our favorite people who was featured in uh, season two of Hellier, uh, who goes by Weird Astrology Online, uh, Madelyn Kelly, they're going to be uh, presenting a whole thing about the astrology of Hellier uh, in
1: depth. So wow. fun stuff like that. Craig, could you have, a, I mean, maybe you have, but could you have ever imagined what Hellier was going to turn into? Oh, we were just talking about it today. No,
3: no. I, I think that's that idea of that guiding force. As, as weird as it might sound, I think that that is a story that wanted to be told. And mm-hmm. in the telling of it, it has spread and put its tendrils out into the world. And it, I, I think really um, affected a lot of people in a, in a really positive way. And that's the most that you can hope for when you when you share stories like this.
1: Speaking of that, Zeeshan, has there been something about Hellier that's directly influenced you as a creative or a filmmaker?
2: I, I mean, I think we're sitting in it right now. Mm. <laughs> to, to say yeah. that Hellier has been influential, I, I think, is such an understatement. I, I mean, we there is no doubt in my mind that we would not be anywhere close to where we are today without Greg Newkirk. Um, and that, like I said, it, it, it's a direct extension of Hellier's Magic without a doubt. It's influenced me in more ways than I can than I can share.
1: Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people within the community share that sentiment, you know, um, myself included. Greg, I guess, um, you know, a lot of people, they're going to ask what's next <laughs> for Hellier, of course, and I would be remiss without, you know, asking that um so what what say you
3: well I mean we're usually we usually play it pretty coy and I like to give a lot of like shrugging emojis online when people ask but the truth of the matter is it's a it's a matter of when not if um hellier's not a thing that ever stopped we're still continuously researching it and and talking to people and and fielding reports from other people who've experienced this stuff and um I think you know, we like to let things breathe and exist in, in as much of a natural state as they can. So it's just uh, when the time is right, I think that the uh, the phenomenon will let us know, and you will see more hellier on your screens when
2: that happens.
1: Very cool, man. I think people are moderately satisfied with
2: that answer. <laughs> I'll on, take it. I'll take it. I am not satisfied. I'm going <laughs> to tell you right now. I'm not satisfied. <laughs> yeah.
3: you, you can't force the phenomenon. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: Or could, or can you? Um, Liz, uh, Greg, you were just on Kindred Spirits, yeah the uh, the television show. I believe it's on Travel Channel.
3: Yes, uh, Discovery Plus and Travel.
1: So uh, something occurred there, and a mm. lot of people were talking about it. Yeah what What were you doing there? What happened? And. <laughs> Well, my
3: favorite thing about Kindred Spirits is it's a show that is executive produced by two of my best friends, um, Amy Bruni and Adam Barry. They're also the stars of it. Um, most people who've watched, you know, Ghost Hunters growing up, they, they know who they are. Uh, and they've had their own show now for this. Is, they just wrapped their sixth season. And the best part about that is that they typically invite Dana or I um, or both of us out to help them with cases if they, they can use our flavor and uh this time i i got to basically uh sort of turn my friend adam barry into a ghost um they never it's great i get to show up and do whatever crazy thing i want and they really don't question it they just sort of let it happen and then sit back and brace for the conversation on twitter (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and i put together this um you know this ritual to sort of ritualistically die come back as a ghost and experience what death is like and what what it would be like to be a ghost and uh it's it was a, it, very very valuable i think and something that we're going to continue doing um and i think other people should try because it's we we often when we think about ghosts and we think about spirits we we talk to them as if it's a it's a common phenomenon where people talk to them as if they're children like you almost talk to ghosts in this sing-songy voice and there's this disconnect that we have from that idea so this was all about trying to go what would it be like to be a ghost and how would that help my relatability to something that maybe i can't see or hear but uh exists and it worked very very well
1: well it was stunning visually as well and uh, oh, yeah. it was interesting to see the response, and of course, it was you know there was a lot of people like kind of like, um, there's always this segment of, let's just say the quote unquote like sort of, uh, uh, normie paranormal community <laughs> <laughs> that like take offense to this sort of stuff. They're they're not listening to this. Don't worry. Of course, they're, they take offense of these things, and yeah. they always have an opinion. Yeah. Um. Do, do you do you find it hard to you know, kind of, I don't know, modulate what your response is to things like that as they're occurring on nah, social media and stuff. Nah, screw them. Yeah. I mean,
3: honestly, my my uh, thought process with it is, if if you are stopping at the edge of the map, you're not doing your job as a paranormal researcher. Yes. Keep going. Yes. Go off the map. Try <laughs> new things. Experience things. Make mistakes. Screw up. That's the way that you find real answers, and you keep adding to the map that the other people built. And so, yes. I think to just you know to rest on the idea that the map is all there is that you're not doing a great job and you're only investigating your own belief system. And there is no fun or adventure or curiosity or true discovery in that.
1: Oh my gosh. That's so the case. And listen, I think people that have been out there in the field and have been in the dark and have been looking around like kind of reach that moment eternally where they know where that edge is. They know Mm -hmm. where it is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not something that can even be questioned. They mm-hmm. know where that line in the sand is and whether they're going to step across or not. I think the most important thing, I think that you've ever said to me is one leg in, one leg out. Yes. Yeah. And uh, you know, maybe maybe you take your foot and step across that line in the sand while the other one is, you know, firmly, you know, on ground on the other And listen, <laughs> on the other it- side.
3: It's, it's, it's not bad to sometimes dive in both feet, but make sure that you've got somebody firmly uh, on the other side with a rope around your waist to pull you back. And a lot of people don't have that, or they jump all in together. And if you do that, uh, you're going to go the opposite direction. And that's also not as great.
1: (laughs) Well, I appreciate those sage words of wisdom for all the listeners here tonight, Greg. And Zeeshan, it's been a pleasure having you on as well. Zeeshan, one more time, where can people find The Build-Out?
2: You can find, Greg can find, anybody that's listening right now can find The Build-Out at thebuildoutfilm.com.
1: Believe in The Build-Out. Fantastic. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining. And thank you so much for listening, everybody. This has been Night Trift with Jim Perry on Alternative Talk, KKNW, 1150 AM Seattle. You can hear the show anytime on its podcast feed, wherever you listen to them. You can go to Ufomet.com for more. And join us next Sunday. I and mean, We'll be having a completely new show. And then right after that is a completely new Ufamet. So until then, keep looking up.